Welcome to the Grab Life Podcast. This is a special bonus episode before the launch of season two, as I just couldn't wait to get this out there for you. Grab Life is all about having honest chats to help spark meaningful and important conversations. It's also to highlight that taking positive action towards a brighter and more vibrant future for ourselves and for society is essential for progress. Life is too short to not continue to up-level our lives and to grab it fully, and that's what this podcast is about. I'm your host, Avery Underwood, and today I talk with my manifestation coach, Roxanne Miranda, about all things manifestation. What is it? How our subconscious cock blocks us from getting what we want, including achieving self-love and joy, which are my specialties in coaching, and most importantly, what we can do about it. Even if you don't know what you want from life, you can manifest the life of your dreams, and Roxanne explains how. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get instant notifications of episode releases, and with that, I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, so today on the Grab Life Podcast, I'm so excited to have Roxanne Miranda, who is a manifestation coach, and today we're going to talk about the magic of manifesting, so welcome, Roxanne. Thank you, Avery. So nice to be here talking with you. Yeah, so, so nice. Um, So you are in California, is that right? I am. Yeah, I'm up in Northern California amongst the Redwoods. Awesome. And what is it like over there? Because obviously we're going through like really weird times at the moment. So what is the situation over there? Yeah, you know, I have to say that I feel pretty blessed to have manifested living where I currently live, which is, that's a whole story. (laughs) Um, But it is, it's pretty rural here and there's a lot of nature. Um, So I feel like I'm in a good spot on the planet for myself, at least right now. Things are pretty peaceful here. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. Okay, so to get things started around here, we do a little quick fire round of questions called grab and go. So I'm going to list two things and just whatever comes to the top of your head first. Okay, let's go. All right. Yes. Still or sparkling? Oh my gosh. Um, still. Summer or winter clothes? Oh, definitely summer. Yeah, me too. Cat or dog? <laughs> Oh, you know, I have a five-month-old puppy, so dogs are my world right now. I'll go with dogs. <laughs> is, is his name Bodie? His name is Bodie. Yes. Cutie. <laughs> so cute. Um, DMs or trainers? Oh, actually, let me Americanize that. Doc Martens or sneakers? Oh, thank you. I'm like, a what? <laughs> um, I'll go with Doc Martens. Okay, cool. The next one isn't relevant either. I'm not sure if you know what Marmite is, but you've been to Australia, so you know what Vegemite is. Yeah, I lived in Australia for a couple years, actually, and New Zealand for a couple years. So go for it. Okay, so (laughs) Marmite or peanut butter? Oh, I'm still American, though. Peanut butter. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Pizza or pasta? Ooh, pizza. Tea or coffee? Definitely tea. Are you more of like an herbal tea kind of gal? I am. I love coffee, but I don't like when I notice myself feeling dependent on anything. So Mm. when I do, I stop. Yeah. I like the taste, but not the habit. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm more into like decaf coffee now because I don't like the whole like jittery. Yeah, that's a good way to go. You still get that delicious flavor and the smell. It's really about the smell for me. Yeah. Yeah. So good. 
book <laughs> or podcast? Um, right now, podcasts. Yeah, I, I uh, go to the beach a lot. I'm like five minutes from the beach and it's just so nice to walk down the beach and gain all that wisdom while enjoying the outdoors. Love that. What kind yeah. of podcast are you into? Ooh, everything. Um, recently, I've been going down the human design rabbit hole, which is so fun. I don't know if you've had anyone on talking about human design. No, I haven't. That's a pretty cool – I mean, that's just a whole wormhole. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of that. Yeah. I'll have to get some recommendations from you of people who I could maybe have on. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. Uh, last one. Guacamole or salsa? Ooh, guacamole. Mm, nice. Okay, great. So <laughs> let's just get straight into it. So you are obviously a manifestation coach or what is your like elongated title? Tell us again. Yeah, I'm a manifestation coach. I am a little bit different perhaps than uh, most people who call themselves a manifestation coach because I primarily focus on rewiring the subconscious um, because of course we manifest who we think we are. And so starting at that like root level subconscious identity and really shifting and rewiring that, undoing all that old conditioning um, is really what's going to manifest whatever it is that you want. Awesome. I, I just thought because obviously like manifestation is something that I'm learning from you because I'm doing your Manifest and Thrive self-study. So I just kind of thought the subconscious reprogramming subconscious reprogramming was part of manifestation. I didn't realize it was something that you had kind of integrated yourself. Well, I think that is fantastic because you just skipped over all of the other stuff and went straight to the juicy. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So maybe tell us what actually is manifestation for people who maybe are a little bit curious, have no idea about it, and also some of the science behind it, because I love how you kind of merge the two together. So anyone who's there being like, this is too woo-woo, you're like, actually, I've got the science to back this up. Like, I fucking love that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I love this question because I myself actually really shied away from the word manifestation for a long time. Um, really because I was like, people are going to think that this is all like airy fairy and they're not really going to get how this is a reality. <laughs> and so learning the science behind it and, um, and giving that to my students and to my audience has been so powerful because when you learn that science behind how manifestation work, it, it really eases the analytical mind, which is, you know, that neocortex front of the brain that is saying, this is right, this is wrong, this is fact, this is fiction. And so when you can really learn the facts um, that modern science has proven, then it eases that analytical mind so you can actually become a powerful manifester. Um, but your question is, what is manifestation? So manifestation is, it's not, I'll just say what it's not. <laughs> it's not something that you start doing. And I think that is a really big misconception that people come, they're like, I'm brand new to manifestation. How do I start? And my answer is always, you've been doing it since the day you were born. So manifestation is just the way that you are wired. It's your bioelectrical makeup. Um, it's working with your subconscious mind, which controls 95% of your reality and the way that you're showing up in the world. It also works on a quantum level with your electromagnetic field, which is what they would call it in science. But in spirituality, you could call it your aura, and it's really the same thing. <laughs> made up of biophotons and how your mind and your identity, your beliefs and who you're being 
really shifts your electromagnetic field and will dictate what you're attracting into your life. So that was a lot of words, (laughs) but in short, (laughs) manifestation um, is really the law of the universe that who you are being is what you will attract into your life. So it's basically like the law of attraction because everybody's kind of heard of the law of attraction, I think, but nobody really knows what it means. Well, people know what it means, but like I feel like the majority of the population are kind of like, oh, the law of attraction, but they don't actually understand. Yeah. So let's like ground this in a really kind of practical way that our, again, our analytical brain can recognize. So first of all, if anyone has not heard of the double slit experiment, it's so amazing. Um, This is something that was proven in quantum physics. And we can link perhaps like a little quick YouTube video that explains what it is. Um, And can we do that? Yeah, yeah, of course. FYI, I have put it in the show notes for you. So if you did want to take a look at that YouTube video, the link for it is in the show notes. Cool, cool. And I would say like go watch that video a few times because it really takes a minute for it to like sink into your brain, the reality and the magic (laughs) that is reality. But basically the quantum, I'm sorry, the double slit experiment was um, an experiment that proved using modern science that by observing a group of electrons, you actually create matter. So if you think about like, I don't want to go too deep into this because I know we we have limited time and we could be here for hours, but let's think about like in science school way back in the day, like you were in science class and you probably learned about what an atom looked like and they had you draw the different rings, right? (laughs) And then you put the little, um, you have the different protons where they go and then they talk about the electron clouds. So now I'm like taking you way back to school, but maybe you remember that. And so electron clouds, at least when I was a kid and I was learning about this, I always thought of electron clouds as like these little tiny, tiny particles that were just constantly bouncing around and like super chaotic, just like ding, 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 bouncing around, around um, this nucleus and all the protons, right? But the way that electron clouds actually work is they look more, and I've never seen this under a microscope myself, which I would love to, but you can Google this and I invite you, like do your research. The way that electron clouds actually look is that they're more like twinkling stars. So they kind of like come in and out of existence, um, which is amazing. Like that in itself is amazing that these tiny little particles are, they're basically going between being That a really light. beautiful visual. Yeah, right? And like your whole body is made up of this. I mean, we're 99.99999% space, yeah? So electron clouds are really like these tiny, tiny, tiny little particles or light waves. And they move between being light waves and between being light waves and between being um, tiny little particles of matter. And so the double slit experiment proved that what turns them into tiny little particles of matter is observing them. So bringing your attention to it. And again, like let's link up that video and go watch it. I think it's like five minutes. It's a cartoon. They make it real easy to understand. (laughs) And so that was really what proved to our analytical brain and using modern science that manifestation is real, that what you are thinking and believing and who you're being will affect your external world. 
And then I want to give one more example for anyone who like, that's a little bit over my head. I don't quite get that is the placebo effect, right? So everyone knows about the placebo effect. And actually, funny story, my aunt actually just (laughs) contacted me because she knows the work that I do, you know, and she's like, oh my God, Roxanne, I believe in manifestation. This is crazy. And she goes to tell me this story about how um, she got, she was part of the testing for the vaccine, um, part of the like placebo test for one of the vaccines. I don't know. It was like a few months ago. And so she went in and she got her vaccine and she was so sure that she got the real thing. She got sick for two days. She had like flu symptoms, the whole thing. So she's like, okay, I'm vaccinated. I got the real thing. And now, you know, they don't tell you for a long time because it's, they're, they're doing this, uh, they're doing this test. Right. And so she didn't find out for a long time, but she just found out that she actually didn't get (laughs) the vaccine (laughs) and she got a placebo. And I hope that everyone has some kind of an experience like this. Um, where you think something is reality and then you find out that your brain is just what made it a reality because that's what manifestation is. That's the power of your, of your brain and your belief system, right? And in studies that use placebos, um, the placebo can give patients up to 70% of the same effects of the people who got the actual medicine or whatever it is. It's incredible. Incredible, right? So, yeah, you you are a powerful being. Do not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, everybody's been manifesting since the moment they were born, essentially. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And so this work is really just about manifesting consciously, right? So I call it becoming a conscious creator so that you're manifesting on purpose, right? And not just whatever your past conditioning is manifesting for you. Yes. Love that. So how has manifestation helped you get to where you are now? Because I love in your Manifest and Thrive program how you always talk about, you know, the work that you've done and how much this has helped you. So yeah, tell us yeah. a bit about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I almost want to say like manifestation is everything. Again, like we're constantly doing it. So manifestation brought me to where I am in my life and everything that surrounds me and like the whole deal. (laughs) Um, But we can talk about like consciously manifesting. So manifesting on purpose and um, oh my gosh, where do I even begin? Well, really short story. You know, before I was a manifestation coach, I was working in San Francisco at a nine to five, working a job that just didn't really fulfill me. And at the time, and a lot of people come to me feeling this way because we tend to attract people who are past versions of ourselves, which is so magical. And I love that. Um, but at the time, I was feeling like I knew that I was meant for something more, like something was trying to come out of my soul and be expressed, but I didn't know what that was. And I feel like a lot of people are having that experience right now, especially in this moment in time when more and more people are waking up and more and more people are like, I know that there's some kind of like purpose or fulfillment that wants to be expressed through me. And I'm not quite sure what that is. And so uh, it was at that time that I started getting really depressed and feeling just very, I'll just use the word like shallow in my life. Um, Like I didn't have that 
meaning or that depth that I was that my soul was really craving like unfulfilled kind of yeah yeah unfulfilled absolutely and you know on paper it all looked good like I had the job I had the money coming in and all that but it wasn't yeah wasn't fulfilling me as you said and so I took everything that I had learned so I also used to be a meditation and yoga instructor I did that part-time And so I took everything I learned about meditation. I studied the chakras um, and meditation in India. So I took all of that, plus all that I had learned about the subconscious and rewiring because I am such a geek and I I love researching stuff like that. And I took it all and I started to just really test things out um, until I found what I now teach, which is this four-step method process that when you put it into motion, it it supports you in rewiring and letting go of that past conditioning. So again, you can manifest what you want. And so I did that. And at the time, my vision was very simple. Like people think you have to have a super detailed vision for manifestation, and you do not. <laughs> the universe knows how to take care of you um, as long as you're taking care of yourself. And at the time, my vision was really simple. It was big, but it was simple. It was that I wanted to live where the ocean meets the trees hint, hint. And now I'm like in the redwoods by the ocean. (laughs) I wanted to meet my soul partner. um, And I wanted to do work that fulfilled me. And and the way that I phrased it was blossoming into my potential. And I had no idea, Avery, what that even entailed at the time. Um, so I put that into motion. I used the soul alignment method and put that manifestation into motion. And it was only a matter of months for me that I did meet my soul partner in this like super crazy synchronistic way. Um, I did move to where the ocean meets the trees again. And like people think I was batshit crazy for, for moving out here so quickly and doing what I did, but I did it anyways. Cause you know, the universe was calling and you got to listen to that. Um, and, and then I started to grow my business and it took off and it wasn't like neat and tidy in this perfect little package. It wasn't just like dropped on my doorstep. You have to show up in action. You know, you have to take those soul aligned actions, um, and trust and surrender. And, and yeah, it, it, it has completely shifted the way that I perceive myself and the world, um, and shown me that it like anything truly is possible for yourself as long as you're willing to show up and do that work. Wow, I love that so much. It's such a powerful message. And I think that that's something that a lot of kind of like people miss out when they are thinking about the law of attraction and like affirmations and all of those kinds of positive things is that, you know, you need to like, yes, release your intention to the universe and like let it guide you. Don't hold on to it too much. But like you also have to be up leveling yourself and putting that into action to making it happen. Also, it's not just about sitting there being like, I'm going to get my dream job one day and just like sitting and doing nothing, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> because because the thing is, like remember again, your your subconscious is controlling 95% of your outcome, right? Of what you're manifesting in your life. So by just, and I've done this, so like no judgment at all, but if you're just sitting there doing your affirmations or you just visualize it and you're like, okay, it's going to come, but you're not doing that deeper rewiring work, then you're going to keep manifesting the same thing, you know? So this is really about shifting on an identity level and it's not hard. Yeah, it's not hard, but it does take that repetition. The subconscious loves repetition 
Um, and it does take that openness and willingness to show up for it, you yeah. know? And, and then as you shift, this is the other thing that people forget about manifestation or they just haven't learned, is that as your subconscious shifts, you will naturally start showing up as a different version of yourself. But that old subconscious still comes in and tries to like, you know, brings you anxiety or fear or so people will start doing the manifestation work and then they notice this anxiety coming up or this fear or something doesn't work out and they're like, oh, it's not working. And then they stop, right? (laughs) But instead seeing that when that anxiety, when that fear comes up, like it's okay. All it is is your old subconscious just bumping up against this newness that's being brought into your life because the subconscious is programmed to keep you safe. Like that's the whole point of the subconscious is to keep you safe, meaning exactly where you are now in the known. It likes things that are known, right? That's what makes the subconscious feel comfortable. So if you're bringing in this new identity, this new belief system, all this newness, all this unknown, then the subconscious kind of freaks out and it's like, ah, and it feeds you anxiety and it feeds you fear. Yeah. And so in those moments, it's your job to be that version of yourself that knows exactly what this is. Like, okay, this is just my subconscious. It's coming up. Like I talk to my inner child a lot (laughs) because it's usually that part of yourself that is just scared, that just needs a hug, that needs a little bit of love. And you're a self-love coach. Like I'm sure, you know, you talk about this all day. It's so powerful and so important. A very important part of this process is learning to love yourself, all aspects, because it's still going to come up, right? And then your job is to take that and do the actions anyways, like take those soul aligned actions anyways, right? And then that's where real like huge manifestations are birthed. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's all about like pushing through that uncomfortability and that fear, which like you say is the subconscious mind trying to keep you safe. Um, So I don't know if there's anything else you want to explain around that about how the subconscious mind actually blocks ourselves from getting what we really want. Is there anything else to kind of add on to that or have has have you explained it all? Yeah, sure. I mean, again, we could talk about this for hours, but um, <laughs> I'll just share like the little gold nuggets that really made it sink in for me. So for anyone who is a little bit new to like neuroscience and how the whole thing works, <laughs> um, the subconscious, first of all, is located in the back of your brain. It's in the cerebellum. So this is the oldest part of the brain and it's called the reptilian brain. And it's basically like when you think of the fight or flight, like that part of yourself that is wired for survival, that's its job. The thing about the subconscious, though, is it doesn't know the difference between what's good for you and what's not good for you. All it knows is whatever you have taught it, okay? And our subconscious develops mostly before the age of 12. Some people say before the age of eight, but whatever, before sometime around there, up to like eight or 12 years old, then your your full neocortex has been developed, which is the analytical mind. So before that, before the age of 12, before you have this anal- analytical mind, which is the front of the brain, it's basically the filter of saying this is false, this is reality, right? Before you have that filter, your subconscious is just it's like open. And that's why they say kids are like sponges. That's why kids can learn so quickly because their analytical mind's not turned on. That's why they they have such great imaginations, you know? Like you can say, let's, you know, imagine that we're in a rocket ship and we're going to the moon. And then like two hours later, they're still in that rocket ship, like totally going to the moon, having the best time ever, 
right? Because their imaginations are so open and beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, we can learn so much from our children. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but before the age of 12, you don't have this analytical mind that um, tells us reality from falsehood unless someone has told us this is reality and this is false, right? And so when people tell us this is reality, this is false, before the age of 12, that gets imprinted in your subconscious. And so that's how you develop this conditioning, right? Your beliefs about yourself and your beliefs about the world. And so then life goes on, and after the age of 12, you develop this analytical mind that is basically this, I think of it as like a gate that in order to pass through it, it must be true. And if it's not true, your subconscious mind is going to block it and push it away, right? So even right now, as we're here talking about manifestation, I'm sure there's people out there that their analytical mind is still like, oh, I don't know about this whole manifestation thing, right? Depending on what you've learned in your past. And then there's other people that are like, oh, hell yeah, I fucking love manifestation, depending on what they learned in their past, right? And it's not about like, no, no one's better or worse than the other. It's just simply your past conditioning and what the subconscious mind that you have developed over the years, right? Yep. So in order to shift what you are manifesting, in order to manifest something new, that subconscious must be reprogrammed, right? And this is where people get like, oh, damn, that sounds really hard because I know that there's some deep-seated stuff in there, right? But I think it's important for us to remember, too, that we've done it once, we have, we have programmed our subconscious once, which is great news because that means that you can do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I won't go like deeper into the, the brain science and how we, how we do all that because that's a, I mean, that's a bigger topic. And I have um, a free workshop that I do three times a year that people can totally sign up for. There's also like a free video I have that'll kind of break it down for you. But it's possible. It's a short process. It takes 10 minutes a day. It, it involves lowering the brainwave state so you can go past the analytical mind and just putting in new programming. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, obviously, I kind of specialize in the area of like self-love, but also like joy is something that I'm kind of moving towards as well. So I'm just wondering like what are some of the common ways that you've seen that people – their subconscious minds block self-love and also joy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, huge. And the work that you're doing, like, thank you so much for doing what you do because it's <laughs> so important. It's so powerful. I pe hope that people really understand that. I know that your audience does, but I also hope that the larger um, population and world understands that because again, your what you believe about yourself is is simply just a result of your past experiences, right? A result of your subconscious. Because again, the subconscious and repetition is how we learn. So you might hear me repeating myself and that's because we're learning together and we're really gonna get this into your subconscious, all those people listening. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your subconscious controls 95% of your reality, right? That includes what you think about yourself. So let's say that at a young age, you learned that maybe you were in school and some teacher told you that uh, maybe you're in music class and some teacher told you that 
oh, you have a hor- your, your voice is off tune and you're not singing well. Why don't you just sing a little bit quieter so that we can't hear you? And then that goes into your subconscious of like, oh my gosh, it's not safe to express myself. It's not safe to be loud, to take up space. It's not safe to be heard, right? So this is just like one example, but there's so many different experiences that we have in our lives from that young age that get imprinted in ways that we don't even realize, right? And that really affects our level, our capability to really love ourselves. And if we're not truly loving ourselves, if we don't embody, like not just analytically understand that that it's okay to love ourselves, but to like really embody that self-love, then what we manifest is going to give us more opportunities to not love ourselves, right? But if we reprogram and we really embody that self-love, then we will start manifesting more opportunities to celebrate ourselves and to love ourselves. Yes, yes. One thing that I often say to like clients of mine is that from all this life experience that we have that kind of knocks us down and then we like, I I view it as like masks almost, like when you get knocked down, you have like a shame trigger and then you kind of put on a protective mask so that you like hide away from your like true authentic self. And like over the course of our lives, we have like so many layers and so many masks that we're hiding behind. And essentially like what we're doing is when we're showing up in the world as this kind of like masked version of ourself that isn't our authentic self, we're attracting things that match that version, which is why sometimes it can feel as though we're living a life that isn't that doesn't match our soul, you know? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, very well said. Totally. And I think, you know, one point there too that um I don't want people to get to get trapped into is that like I love how you say it. That is such a perfect example. And so that mask that you're wearing, I also think of that as like It is your subconscious, absolutely. And also, I really see it as my inner child because remember that all of this, your subconscious was programmed as a child, (laughs) you know? So saying inner child is also not this woo-woo thing. Like we can relate this to science as well, that that programming is your child self because that's when you learn these things about yourself. That's when you learn that that this is the mask that you are supposed to wear in order to make sure that people love you and that you're safe, right? Right. And so when you start realizing that about yourself, instead of judging yourself and getting more into like, you know, the opposite of self-love of like judging yourself and beating yourself up about it or pushing it away or not wanting to look at it, what if instead you saw that mask and and that part of yourself that is is essentially hiding your true self, right? What if you saw that as your as your inner child? Like what if you started treating that part of yourself as your inner child? Because I have a feeling that of the people who are listening to this right now would not go and like kick their child, you know, or like shove them to the side and tell them to shut up or however you might treat that part of yourself that um, can be sometimes hard to look at that is hiding. Instead, like what if you, you treated that part of yourself as your inner child and gave her some or him or them some love, right? And just like, I see you, I acknowledge you, it's okay, and I'm going to show you this other way forward. Like, it's safe. It's safe to come out and play. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, 
one thing as well that I was just thinking about is that you know that there's always those classic people who say stuff like, oh, it always happens to me or like, you know, like the kind of like woe is me characters out there. Uh-huh. Like that is – it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it has to do with manifestation, doesn't it? Because when you're like – when that's your reality of like, oh, everything always happens to me, like of course everything's going to happen to you, right? That's how yeah. it kind of works. Yes, absolutely. If you're if you're living in a state of victimhood, then you're going to manifest more opportunities for you to be in a state of victimhood. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um I had a question from my audience, which I think I know the answer to, but I'd be really interested in your answer. So, Ooh, let's do it. She asked, "Can you manifest something when you don't know what you want?" And then I asked her because I kind of understand the situation a little bit, like, "Can you clarify a little bit on what you mean?" She's in a stage of her life where, you know, she's in her mid-20s. She doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life, but is she manifestation has kind of come to her a little bit. So she doesn't know where she's going. She doesn't know the end goal, but she is looking to manifest something greater than what is right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, okay. So there's a little laugh because, you know, I mentioned earlier, we always attract past versions of ourselves, <laughs> which is like, it's so magical because it just continues to happen over and over. And and I think most coaches, like, I'm sure you resonate with this, that like, oh yeah, this person I just attracted is going through the thing that I just went through. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Um, and that sounds like that was me. I mean, that was totally me. And that story that I shared of like, I want to blossom into my potential, but I don't know what that is, you know? And, um, so yes, you can manifest what you want, even if you don't know what it is that you want. <laughs> Absolutely. And it really starts with keeping it simple. Like I would even, I would even challenge you to this person who's asking this question and anyone else out there who feels like they want to manifest, we'll call it your soul purpose, right? Like I want to manifest my soul purpose, but I don't know what that is yet. For anyone who is feeling that, I want to challenge you by just saying, yes, you do. You know, you do know what that is. And maybe you don't know how that's going to show up in a material sense or in in uh, a profession or whatever it is, yeah, in the way that you do something in the world. But your soul knows what your purpose is. Your soul knows exactly what is best for your highest good. Your soul knows why you were put on this earth in this lifetime, why you chose to be here right now. And so the more that you can reprogram again and rewire your brain out of this, I don't know what I want, and into this like full trust of knowing that things are unfolding exactly the way they're supposed to for your highest good. That's the important part. Not just like, oh, things are just the way they're supposed to be. But no, things are coming to me for my highest good, right? And and knowing that where you're at right now is exactly where you're supposed to be at in your journey. Even when I was working that nine to five in San Francisco and feeling miserable, I needed to have that experience so that when I blossomed into this next version of myself, I could share that story and I could tell people, I have been there. I totally get where you're coming from and like, look what is possible for you. As long as you do that rewiring work and keep following those, I just think of them as like universal breadcrumbs, you know, those <laughs> universal breadcrumbs that, that um, you will attract to you 
when you start living in that vibration or that subconscious identity of the version of yourself that knows you are destined for your highest good. So what what would be like the first step for this person? So the first step for this person and for anyone who is really wanting to manifest anything, um, I can like, we can talk about the soul alignment really quick and what that is. It's the four step process. Um, I do highly recommend go and check out, I think it's like a 30 minute video that I recorded going deeper into the soul alignment method. And then I do a three day workshop on this to go even deeper. Um, But really briefly, there's four steps to manifesting anything you want. And the first step is your soul vision. Uh, And again, your vision does not have to be like crystal clear. That is not the point because as you do this rewiring work and the subconscious reprogramming work, you'll notice that your vision shifts as you do. Because right now you might, even for the people who are like, I'm super clear about what I want to manifest, that's great, like all good. But I always say to my students, don't hold on to your vision too tightly (laughs) because then you're blocking yourself from all of these other possibilities that could be even greater than what you think is best for yourself right now. Because right now you're visioning from your current identity, but that identity is going to shift, you know? So yes, the first step is to have a soul vision, meaning not just what I want, but what is being called forward from my soul. And there's a process that, that takes you through that. Um, but even just tune into that right now. And then when you start getting clear on that, even if it's a feeling, even if it's like, I want to feel fulfilled, perfect. Yeah, that is enough. But even when you start, start to tune into what that soul vision is for you, just don't hold on to it too tightly. That's the advice I want to give there. (laughs) And then the second step would be to observe your beliefs. So the second step is observing your beliefs. And I use the chakra system to do this because the chakra system really is a complete map or guide of your subconscious. It goes through all the layers of you. Um, And we have a lot of blind spots for sure. And they're called blind spots for a reason. So it's really helpful to have someone else help you through this process. Um, But again, you know, observing beliefs, you can check out one of the resources that will link up for you um, to start doing that work. And then the third step is to rewire your subconscious. And there are mm-hmm. so many different ways to rewire some subconscious. If, if you hear from anyone that like, this is the one right way, that is bullshit. There are many different ways. You just have to tune into what works for you. And the process that I use is a 10 minute a day meditation that takes you into a lower brainwave state so you can surpass that analytical mind and do the rewiring work. I've had teachers that have given me like two hour meditations and I'm just like, no, I got shit to do. Like (laughs) I love meditation, but I'm not going to sit here for two hours every day. Like that's just not happening. I'd rather do my 10 minute meditation, have this awesome blissful experience and then like go to the beach for an hour, you know? So, (laughs) uh, but that's just me. And again, there's so many different ways of doing that work. Okay. And then the fourth step. So we have soul vision, we have observing beliefs. And then we have rewiring, right? Undo and rewire. And then the fourth step is to take those soul aligned actions. And we talked about this briefly in the beginning, but this is really a big piece that people miss about manifestation. You can't just like, it's not like manifest and chill. You know, I think of like, (laughs) like Netflix and chill of just like, I'm going to pop this on the telly and like kick back on the sofa. I just use the word telly. I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) It just came out so natural. Um, 
So you need to show up in those soul aligned actions, right? Because as your subconscious shifts, new opportunities, new universal breadcrumbs are going to start falling into your life. Those awesome synchronicities. It's your job to be able to recognize them when they come and to take action on them. And that's the part where like you really lean into the fear, right? You just lean into your vulnerability and you lean into those parts of you that just want to be safe and hide and be comfy on the couch watching Netflix. <laughs> I love when I was watching today, actually, because I'm only on the heart week because I've been taking my sweet time doing the self-study. Good. But um, yeah, cool. you said something really funny that cracked me up. You were like, you know, if the universe is leaving you breadcrumbs and you're not picking them up. The universe will just be like, oh, well, she obviously doesn't want – she, he, them. You obviously don't want it. And then yes. the universe will stop giving you the breadcrumbs. So got to go for yes. it. And then you called exactly. the universe sassy and I was like, yes. The universe <laughs> is so sassy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so true. I mean, if you think about it, like why – the universe is just going to keep giving you what you're telling it to give you, what your subconscious is telling it to give you. So if you're walking around with a belief that like synchronicities aren't real, that these little universal breadcrumbs are just not going to, I don't know about that. I don't think, I don't believe in synchronicities. I don't believe in intuition. I don't believe, you know, and then, then the universe isn't going to give that to you. It's going to give you more opportunities to not have those breadcrumbs. But if you know that they're coming, if you know that like, yes, I'm so ready for my next soul and action, I don't even have to be attached to it because I know that it's just going to like be right there for me and I'm ready to take action on it, then they're going to show up. But again, it's your job to do it. And then I also want to say one other thing about that too is <laughs> – I love that you reference that. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Right. So the universe can get super sassy with you. Absolutely. And it can take those breadcrumbs away if you're saying that you don't want them because that's basically what you're saying. Right. The other thing that can happen is if this is this is something that is like this is meant for you and there's no avoiding this. And you see this a lot with like shamanism and, and initiations into shamanism, which is like a whole other topic. But if it's really something that's meant for you, like this is like you you're doing this thing little human down there, you're going to do this thing. Then the other thing that the universe can do that's super sassy is it's going to start shoving it in your face, like just over and over and over and making it more and more difficult for you to say no, right? Until you have to give in. And that's also kind of what my experience was when I was working this job in San Francisco was like, I kept being given experiences to feel unfulfilled right? I kept being given experiences to feel unfulfilled so that I would do the thing to start feeling fulfilled, right? Because if I hadn't been miserable in my life back then, I never would have taken that soul aligned action. There was no reason to show up for it. So it can work. It can work in both ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and one thing that I was just thinking about is that for anybody who like maybe is like, have I experienced synchronicities in my life? Like maybe I've just like, maybe they just like haven't been aware of it or whatever. The classic kind of phrase that comes to mind is like, everything happens for a reason. Like think of a situation where, you know, you were really upset about something at the time and then something even better came along after. Like that's literally the universe in action. That's like the universal mm -hmm. breadcrumb, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And intuition can come to people in all different kinds of ways. 
I mean, it really just depends on you and your subconscious and your relationship with uh, the universe, with spirits, with God, whatever you want to call it. And um, I mean, oh my gosh, that's just like a really, I, that's my favorite part about manifestation, actually. I mean, it's all magical, but for me is like those breadcrumbs and the magic that happens from them. I think one big misconception I want to share about intuition um, is sometimes people think like, oh, okay, I got the intuition to do this thing, so I'm going to do it. And then they go do it and it doesn't work out in what they think is their favor. So I'll like put quotations around that. Um, But really, and then they're like, oh, I guess I have bad intuition. Like I didn't follow the right breadcrumb or whatever. But that in itself is a misconception because your intuition isn't always going to lead you to like the easy thing. Your intuition is going to lead you to the lesson that you need to learn in order to evolve into the next version of yourself. And sometimes it's not, again, in a pretty little package. <laughs> sometimes it's a, it's messy. And sometimes there's lessons you have to learn to get to where you want to go. Yeah. And isn't it also that classic thing of like the universe will keep giving you the same lesson until you learn it. So if you're like, I've definitely found myself in kind of like a lesson cycle, a lesson loop for the past like six months. And I only noticed the other day and I was like, oh, like this is why this keeps happening to me because I keep doing the thing of being like, yeah, I'm going to change this. And then I don't. And then it happens again. And I'm like, right. I actually need to sit down and put this into action so that it integrates. Yes. I love that you recognize that for yourself. And that's the universe getting sassy right there, (laughs) right? That's like, hello, Avery, I'm trying to talk to you. (laughs) Uh, I love it. And I feel like sometimes like it can feel super frustrating in the moment, like when you're like, why does this keep happening to me? But then when you actually take a step back and you're like, oh, like it actually becomes kind of fun and almost like a game. And you're almost like proud of yourself for picking it up. And it can be, it doesn't have to be super serious. I feel like sometimes so many people think that like personal development is quite like a serious thing and it can feel heavy at times, but yeah, it's nice to get to a place where you're kind of like laughing at yourself about it. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, let's just take 2020 as a huge example. You know, everybody's experience with 2020 was different and we all had different lessons to learn. But when that happened, like when everything started going batshit crazy, what what was your response to that? You know, and whatever your response to it was, like, don't even go into the judgment, first of all, because again, it's just your subconscious. That's all it is. But that's the power of this subconscious reprogramming work is it changes the way that you respond to things so that you can respond in a way that really does serve your highest good. And and so I would ask, like, reflect on that when 2020 happened. How did you respond? What did you make it mean about yourself and about the world? You know, were you focused on the lack and the limitation or were you focused on the opportunity? of like, hmm, this is looks like a fat lesson for the whole world. What am I meant to learn right now? What's the opportunity for growth within this? Yes, I love that. Love that so much. I feel like, yeah, 2020 was definitely a huge catalyst for so many people to rethink just so much in their life. And either people like really grabbed the lemons and made lemonade or they just like sat sucking on the lemons like, oh, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay, cool. So tell the audience about Manifest and Thrive. Yeah. So Manifest and Thrive. Love, Avery, that you are in there. So awesome. Uh, so Manifest and Thrive is a 12-week program that I run that takes you even deeper into the soul alignment method and everything we've been talking about. We use the chakras, again, as that guide. So each week you get to dive into a chakra. You get a subconscious reprogramming meditation for each chakra. You get live coaching, and we go deep in there 100%. Um, But leading up to Manifest and Thrive, I also have a free offering for folks, which is a three-part manifestation workshop so that you can even walk away from that free training with um, a really solid knowledge on how to manifest what you want through this reprogramming work. And actually, I do this free training three times a year, and I believe that the next one is going to be next week after this podcast is released. So Avery will make sure that they have a link there um, to join that workshop. And I'm so excited to see a lot of your faces live there in that workshop. It would be super dope. Yes. And I can attest to you both the free training and also Manifest and Thrive. So if y'all are feeling called forward to it, like even the free training, you get so much good, juicy info and stuff. So I would highly recommend. Okay. Do you have any take-home points for the audience? And then we'll wrap up with the three final questions. Um, take home points. Well, something that I always just like to remind everybody of is that manifestation is your birthright. This is your birthright. You know, um, it doesn't matter what you believe <laughs> as far as spirituality, but the fact is you chose to be on this planet right now in this time, in this body, having this experience. And there are so many billions of different experiences and lives and times that you could have chosen, but you chose to be here now as a human, which is so powerful and such an amazing gift that you have given yourself. So just remember that and remember that choosing to be human meant choosing to have this power of rewiring your subconscious, of being an attractor, of being a conscious creator. And this is really going to empower you to to take your power back is really what it's about, you know, releasing all of that old conditioning so that you can manifest what your soul is truly calling forward for you. And I believe that is everyone's birthright. Yeah. And also like to manifest your best life. Like why not? Like why why wouldn't everybody try <laughs> to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It amazes me. It honestly does. It's like, you know, that you do have you have options. There are ways. Like go go out there. Go and get it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, also something to add to that too and like this is a little bit more woo-woo, but uh, I believe that we have many lifetimes. Many lifetimes. And each lifetime we're here to learn something different, you know, and that's the, that's what the evolution of our soul is. And each lifetime we come back and we learn a new lesson and we evolve a little more. And, and so everyone is on the path that they're meant to be on in this lifetime, right? But the fact that you're still listening to this out there, <laughs> this podcast right now, means that you chose this lifetime to do this work. And that is like, 
magnificent. So give yourself so much self-love for that one right there. Because, I mean, what a gift in this lifetime. How special. (laughs) Yeah, love that. Okay, so at the end of each episode, I ask three questions about how you best grab life. So number one, what is the most incredible thing you've ever done in your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, that would be I spent four and a half years living on a boat, living out of a van, living on an island with just three other people on it, like living the total vagabond life. And I mean, it totally shaped my subconscious into who I am today. So I would, I would choose that. <laughs> Love that. Question number two, what is your favorite little everyday thing that makes you feel so grounded and grateful? Oh, wow. Um, I would say there are seasons in life, but right now, the one thing, I mean, always meditation, that's an obvious one for me, but something else is um, writing right when I wake up is like, it feels like such a sacred time from a scientific standpoint, your brain waves are still kind of low. You're still connected to spirit, to the dream guides and to the dream world and just writing down any insights I have or any like fears that come up from my dreams. Cause I have a lot of like the deeper layers of my subconscious come out during that time. So that writing process for me is super powerful. Awesome. And lastly, what is the next big thing on your bucket list that you can't wait to do? Oh my God. The next big thing. Um, well, it's my birthday on Friday. <laughs> Happy so, birthday. Thank you. So I would be, I would say celebrating my birthday turning 33, which for me is like such a cosmic number and I'm so ready for this year. Um, and then I get to celebrate with this, this workshop that we're doing next week. And that always gives me so much energy. So that's the big thing that I'm really looking forward to right now. <laughs> Yay, love that. Yeah. So where can the audience find you? I mostly hang out on Instagram. That is the spot to find me hanging out. Uh, my Instagram is roxanne.miranda.love. And of course, this workshop coming up. So you can find links to that there. I think we'll link it somewhere in around the show notes. Audio. Yeah. Well, I'll put it in yes. The show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure that so many people are going to find it enlightening and hopefully come to your workshop. Definitely go guys. Go, go, go. Yeah. Thank you, Avery. (laughs) Thank you for doing what you do. Very powerful work that you do. And it's so nice to chat with you. Yeah. So, so nice. Thank you so much. Wow. You know what? It was so nice to chat to Roxanne one-to-one. I have learned incredible amounts and have evolved so much in the time I've spent doing Manifest and Thrive. And so much I've taken forward into my own coaching practice as well. So I'm so grateful to be able to share this with y'all and shed some light on your own manifestation journey. If you're looking to learn more, you should 100% join Roxanne's free manifestation training, which you can find the links to in the show notes. It's amazing and you get so much out of it and the community is super high vibe. Also, I can't recommend Manifest and Thrive enough. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get instant notifications of episode releases and so much juicy goodness coming to y'all in season two, including a couple from the male perspective. Yes, yes. 
Until then, have an amazing few weeks. Go catch Roxanne's free training and see you next time. Keep shining.